Welcome to the Financial Fun Podcast with your host, Tammy Johnston. This is where Tammy talks with business owner parents and grandparents about the interesting and important subject of money. We promise this to be an interesting and open discussion, as that's how we learn best. And now, here's your host, author of The Financial Foundations. Financial Foundations is a series of books to teach kids about money, goal setting, and living a balanced life. Find out more at financialfund.ca. Here's Tammy Johnston. First things first, I would like to thank all of my listeners that have subscribed and reviewed my podcast and invite you to subscribe and review if you haven't yet. I appreciate you helping us to get the word out and making financial literacy a safe and welcoming subject for kids and adults. Second, please check out my podcast website, financialfund.ca, where you will be able to access past shows, find out more about me and our guests, as well as purchase the beautifully illustrated Financial Foundations books that teach kids about money in a fun, healthy, and holistic way. Hello once again, and thank you for joining us for the Financial Fun Podcast. Today, our guest is the lovely and extremely youthful Wendy Tariff. Thank you for joining us, Wendy. Hi, thank you, Tammy. It's a pleasure to be here. So, Wendy, tell us what it is that you do. Well, I'm a growth catalyst. I'm I'm I know I'm known as a wealth whisperer, and I'm pretty much a late bloomer into the entrepreneurial world. I was an educator for 30 years, just helping students find their own voice and and live from the truth of who they really are. And so I now work with women entrepreneurs to get to that same place, but I do it through their money, and it's from the inside out. It's all of the all help them clear out the inner blocks in terms of beliefs and energy blocks and and thoughts and habits that have been really restricting their ability to create the healthy wealthy life lives that they really want to and so it's all that some subconscious um energy that's that's getting in the way of them really stepping up and offering their best to the world and also living the kinds of lives that they want and i love it it's great it's kind of like um i'm a money plumber like getting in there and unclogging all those inner money pipes so they can just be who they really are and not be held back by um stories and beliefs and energy that they've taken on but really have no bearing with the truth of them. Mm, so what got you into that? That's very interesting. Well, I actually, uh, I when I left teaching, I got really sick at work and decided instead of uh, going back to work, uh, that I would retire because my parents were elderly and it was pretty clear that my mom was showing signs of dementia. So I packed up and moved back to the lower mainland and I, I looked around and realized that what I would wanted to do for years and years was to do some kind of coaching. And so I've taken a whole bunch of trainings and, and things and what started to pop up. I was initially a life coach, but what became very clear was that women my age, you know, in this last third of life were not really wanting to step up. Uh, they were happy with not, not being totally happy, but they weren't willing to make changes. And that led me to discover the, 
entrepreneurial business community of women who are amazing, who love to take risks, who are putting themselves out there. And what I found was that consistently women were experiencing problems with money and precisely a real unwillingness to invest in themselves. We have a tendency to, to put ourselves last and um, not realizing that they had a lot of blocks that were really stopping them from creating the kinds of uh, consistent revenue and wealthy lifestyle that they wanted. And it's not, they're, they're not women who want to create wealth for money's sake. They're women who really want to have an impact in the world and step into a much greater version of who they are. And, uh, so it was, uh, there's answering that ache of stepping into a fuller version of them to help the world become a better place, to do something for, to leave something of value on this planet for our children and grandchildren. Because, uh, present leadership in my mind is not really serving the world to the best of, you know, to, in the ways that the world really needs. So, it became clear, very clear to me that my job is to help women step up, ordinary everyday women step up because we are the ones who are going to change those leadership styles. We're the ones who in our everyday actions, as we step up, we can afford to support the people who will make really important changes in terms of how our planet is stewarded. So I get to do it through their money. Well, that is that is very, very good. And what is your family situation, Wendy? Well, I'm uh, I'm a mother. I'm a single mom. I uh, have two adult sons and a daughter-in-law and um, a brand new five-month-old grandson who is wonderful. <laughs> and uh, they don't live uh, they don't live here. Uh, they live in different parts of the world. And um, uh, yeah, that's about it. So with with all your experience working with kids and, and now working with, with women and their money and stuff, what are some of the things that you're you're noticing is different in terms of how um, kids think and treat money? Well, you know, I'm not that close to a lot of children now, but what I have noticed, uh, certainly in the last few years I was teaching, was that there uh, there was a really deeply entrenched sense of entitlement that children had. There were many, many children who had a sense of, you know, I, I, it had to do with having a lot of things, a lot of, um, uh, like computerized toys and clothing and going on trips and, and expecting that, which is, was quite a surprise to me, uh, because it's, what I found was that in terms of having a sense of responsibility and a sense of empowerment to be able to, of being able to create their own lives and be happy with what they have in their lives, that there was a lot of, you know, a great deal of dissatisfaction, a lot of like, I want more, 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 but without the sense of where that comes from and really not really having a clear understanding of what money is all about 
out about what a really healthy and happy lifestyle is all about. A lot of um, focus on consumerism to feel happy about themselves and and really not getting it that money is a tool that we all get to play with and but that it it it's up to us to create that kind of relationship with money and to learn how to to earn it to attract it and to steward it well so what what would you suggest to parents to try and and, and combat that how do we raise our kids to have a healthy relationship with money. Well, for starters, parents really need to have their own healthy relationship with money. Oh, I completely agree. <laughs> and that can be a bit dicey. Uh, but if parents are open and willing, I, I mean, there's so many parents who understand that they're bringing a lot of, a lot of stuff into their lives that they really that's not them and they and they're willing to make changes to let go of old stories that are holding them back and realizing that you know they they brought a framework an inner framework that that has come from their parents and their family lineage and it doesn't work it's it's not a healthy relationship with money or wealth so that would be number one is to help parents get really clear about what a healthy wealth mindset is for them and how to create a really healthy relationship with money. And in doing that is to help children very, very early on uh, learn how to create their own healthy relationship with money. And in order to do that, they have to have some money to play with. So I love the idea of children getting a certain allowance for things that they might do in the family. And, uh, because we all, you know, we all go to work, we get paid for what, what we provide for others. And so that it's fine from, in my mind, it's fine to have kids receive a certain amount of money and also have certain jobs that they do in order to, uh, earn that money or, uh, but there are also certain jobs that I think kids have to do that has nothing to do with money because we're all responsible for creating a healthy, happy family and a home that allows us to all feel good in. So, you know, taking care of your own, your own cleanliness, your own room, uh, helping with food, that kind of thing, but also having a separate account of money where they get to learn how to use it for example if they're responsible for buying their own clothes for a certain percentage of their clothing or having money to um, spend on holidays or on the weekend or that kind of thing so that they can learn how to save they can learn how to to make decisions about what's important for them and what's not and understand that there isn't this that there isn't this limitless funnel of money that's just going to flow to them without them taking any part in it, except saying, yeah, no, I want more. <laughs> so is that clear? Yeah, I have to very much agree with that because there's so many kids that it's, I find that a lot of them aren't naturally entitled or spoiled and they don't mean to be, but like you said, they don't understand the value of things because mom and dad just always say yes and just provide where 
if they have to like learn how to budget because they have to buy their own clothes and things like that, then they make much better decisions because it's now their money rather than it's just coming from, well, it's not my responsibility. Exactly. And I, and, and I totally agree that kids don't intend to be entitled, but there's that sense because we don't train them, we don't educate them. They have no idea. And it's up to us to help them understand. And most kids are, I would say, approached in that way. We can help our children really get it and want to become good stewards of their money. And I, and I think it's not just about parents saying yes. It's also about parents saying no, but without the explanation of why. Without the information and like doing field trips that help them understand, well, if things, if yes, we did say yes to this or this or this or this, then what's going to happen is it means there's a no to this or this or this. And they could be experiences that those kids would really want. Yeah, they have to make choices. You can't have everything. Exactly. We can't. And I don't think we would want to because on a soul level, there are so many statistics of, of, of people who inherit wealth but are deeply unhappy, deeply unhappy because they don't have a purpose. They don't have a sense of, well, getting out into the world and earning money for themselves and and offering something. There's just a spend, spend, spend. So Well yeah, they've they haven't created anything. They've just they've just consumed and it's fun to consume every now and then, but if you don't create anything and even if with that you have learn how you have to learn how to make choices because you only have so much space, if nothing else. You only have so much time and energy. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And on a soul level, we want to know that we're offering, we're here on the planet to offer something of value. And if it's just, you know, buy this, buy that, take this drug, you know, go off and do these wild parties, buy another bigger car. Yeah, buy these clothes, buy this purse or these shoes. Yeah, go on this cruise, do, you know, and I'm talking about really wealthy trust fund babies who, who have experienced that kind of life, it's not, that's not a treat. It might seem like it is, but as we get older, there's a deep ache, soul ache, that what are we contributing? And there's a real lack of sense of worth for themselves that um, they try to cover by spending money. So we don't do anybody any favors by not allowing them to create a really healthy, vigorous, vibrant relationship with their ability to make money, um, spend it wisely, invest it wisely, share it wisely. Um, and it is, it's a great tool uh, when used well. Oh, very, very much so. And it's a ton of fun. <laughs> it is, it is. Um, yeah. One of the ways I've heard heard like what we're talking about here is the difference between pleasure and joy. Oh. Oh, okay. Tell me more about that. I I definitely have some ideas around that. <laughs> well, there, there's there's a lot of people because they they have this emptiness inside and they're always trying to fill it and they can find all sorts of pleasurable activities like the shopping and the and the partying and like you said the going on the trips and stuff like that. But it's 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 fleeting and it's all external where joy is something that's internal and it's like what you get for like there's a difference between 
earning a vacation, not just money wise, but because you've been you've been working hard and you've been contributing and just going on a vacation because you have nothing better to do and it's yeah, whatever. One 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 brings you joy and one is just pleasure. And it's just pleasure is very fleeting. It has no substance to it. It's kinda like a hit of drugs. Makes you feel good for a teeny bit, but then you crash. And then you're looking for the next one because basically your life sucks. <laughs> yeah, yes, it might look good on the outside, but there's this, I, I agree, that lack of joy. To me, joy is, has nothing to do with money, although, uh, you know, our ability to tap into joy is our ability to tap into that life force that, that is based from a place of deep, deep gratitude. Uh, and the and our ability to pre appreciate everything in life because it's incredible i mean if we take the time to just even look how how much physical beauty sur- we are surrounded with the the people the richness of people that we come in contact with the wisdom that uh we if we're willing to that we are showered with and family relationships, loving, deeply loving family relationships. Those are all the basis of, of our ability to tap into joy. And, and it's that life force that, I mean, goodness, (laughs) if, if we don't have that, if we don't tap into that, then what do we really have? It's a pretty gray, it's an existence as opposed to living fully. And um, now money, playing with money can also be a highly joyful experience. I mean, I have joy definitely attached to my my relationship with money. It's really fun and very joyful to be able to attract and share and invest money. Um, but there's a reason for it. It's not just money for money's sake. It's because of, of life experiences that make me really happy that um, brings joy, that, that allows me to have this joyful relationship with money. But money is not the impetus. It's just a partner in, in my, my joyful experiences. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of people... We'll, we'll, we'll swing one, one way there. Money, money will fix everything. And, and once you have money, it's all great, but they don't, they don't understand that it's just money is neutral. And then, and then there's people that are so afraid of money and they have such an unhealthy relationship with it, but they know that they need it in order to do things like live. And then they wonder why they have such problems because they have this, this, this push, pull, push, pull relationship going mm-hmm. on all the time. Exactly, and that's actually pretty common. Um, and so, as far, especially with children, for them to understand at a very early age how to work with money, how to have that sense of empowerment to be able to make really wise and healthy choices, and and to up it bit by bit when they're really young, like to for every uh, gift that they get or any kind of money that comes to them. Uh, that they decide early on with their mom and moms and dads, like how much are they going to give to charity every time money comes to them? 
what percentage of that amount do they want to give to charity and then, you know, keep building on that. So that will grow as they get older, but there's a real sense of, of power and happiness and a sense of fulfillment when little kids can, can contribute, even if they've only got 25 cents in their charity account, they can contribute to going to at Christmas time, going to the food bank and contributing um, a certain amount of money. And they know that even if they don't have enough to buy, say, um, enough, you know, fresh produce for a family for that day, that they can contribute and their parents will will contribute as well. And the, and that they're a part of something concrete and specific that has helped another child that they will maybe never meet, but have them eat at a time when they might be going without food. So it it instills a really deep sense of purpose, and that's really crucial for people. If we don't feel like we're contributing to the betterment of the world, there's a sense of hollowness. Even if we don't know what that is, we do like to give. We love to receive and we love to give. And so then for kids to be able to have a charity account and contribute to it regularly and then have it topped up by parents and do something concrete with it at least once a year, then um, and I think that's very important. And I don't think you can start too early with that. Oh, you can you can never start too early on teaching your kids about money. The lessons just be, get bigger and and more complex as the child is able to learn and grow along with it. Exactly, with really good guidance. Yes. And and never with a sense of I have to do this. It's always about, well, what is doable here? You know, let's take a look at what's coming in. What do we have and what's doable? How would you like to portion this out? Where do you, how do you want this to go? And that gives them that sense of being able to make choices and for sure they're going to make mistakes. We all do. That's called you being human. <laughs> exactly. You know, putting all your money in this trendy pair of runners that fall apart two weeks later and, uh, oops, no money left for a new pair. So I guess we'll just go with the old pair that we had before. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a great, uh, great way to, uh, grow our wisdom. Well, the way the way we learn is by by doing things and making mistakes and, and, and learning from them and by talking about things so that you can learn from others as well. Absolutely. That sharing is so important and inviting more people into the conversation because we never are going to see the whole picture by ourselves. I mean, otherwise people, other mentors, other talking to other kids, well, they'll always say, well, this is what I did. And uh, all of a sudden, a whole new window opens. It's like, oh, I never thought of that. And we can't. We can't think of everything. We do learn from others. We learn uh we're definitely limited in our ability to perceive the world in the way that we do. So those conversations are great. As you said, it's nice. It'd be fun for kids to have money clubs even. Well, I think, I think there's a few popping up in, in, a, in a couple of places, but it's still extremely rare to be talking about it at all. It is still such an incredibly taboo subject tied up with so much shame. 
Oh, it's true. Money and sex are the two really taboo issues that we have in our society. And I'd say money is more. <laughs> uh, actually, they're. I think they're they're pretty equal. Um, but we carry, and you know, I think that's a leftover of the Victorian era. Not every culture is that way, but certainly, um, and also the interesting thing on an energy level, they are linked. They're both very intimate. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, um, it's, yeah, no, it's, it is very interesting. So clearing out our taboos and our, our issues around those two areas is, um, one of the best things we can do for ourselves and everyone around us. <laughs> oh, you're, you're preaching, you're definitely preaching to the choir there, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so to, fi- to finish up here, if you could make sure that Kids know three things about money when they're when they're moving out of the house so that they can be successful and growing in their life. What three things would you say are really important for them to learn? Oh, now that's a tough one, Tammy. Well, dear, I don't ask the easy questions. No, this is true. <laughs> uh, to boil it down to three, well, if they're moving out of the house, I, I guess, you know, it totally depends on the household and the situation that they're in. But if I'll make an assumption that they're moving out of a household that's financially secure enough that uh, they will have some support and backing and wise counsel when they move out. And so if they have that going, then the three things that I think are most important for them are to have a plan for their money um to really know well a before they're actually moving out they need to have worked out what their expenses are and uh how they want to live and how they can live and know that they have the ability to find find ways to support themselves and if that means to say if they're going to university or some kind of training school and they don't have all the funds for that then that they come up with a plan to work part-time and go and get their training part-time and that they have the ability to find housing that is affordable whether it's on their own or shared housing and um, and also to have a plan to put aside savings in no matter what their income is, that they have some kind of rainy day savings fund that is keeping them moving forward. We need to have that ability to look forward to something. And also that even if it's just, um, you know, a dollar a week or whatever, that they have some portion of money for fun. Oh, completely. And, you know, that, that, and that depends and it might just be enough money to catch the bus to a park uh, with other kids, you know, other young people and, and play soccer for the afternoon or walk along the ocean trails or, you know, do the hiking trails in the woods that enough funds to be able to have, have fun with other people. And that doesn't have to be expensive fun, but that gives them real pleasure. Uh, so I think that's about it. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy life to be on the podcast. It was great having you. Oh, absolutely. Totally my pleasure. And thank you for inviting me. And so and to our wealth, healthy, wealthy lives. Yes, to healthy, wealthy lives. 
Before we leave each other, I would ask all of you listening to please subscribe to and rate my podcast. A review would be most appreciated and feedback is always welcome. Whether it be a comment, future topic suggestions, and or questions you or your kids would like to have answered in the Ask Tammy column on the financialfund.ca website. Please feel free to check me out on Facebook at Financial Foundations Children's Books, on Twitter at Financial Fun, and Instagram at Financial.Fun. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Financial Fun Podcast. Join Tammy Johnston again next week. For more information, please visit financialfund.ca.